You're listening to CGSW 90.9 FM. Welcome, welcome everyone to Movie Night with Sif. I'm your host, Gabby, and here with us today is Sif's marketing manager, Morgan Cairns. Say hi, Morgan. Hi. Today we have a very special guest by the name of Chad Van Galen. Chad is a multi-talented artist hailing from right here in Calgary, Alberta. His wildly imaginative and surreal creations have garnered international acclaim and cemented his place as one of Canada's most diverse artists. Since the early 2000s, he's made a name for himself as a musician, songwriter, and animator, earning award nods including Juno noms, as well as Polaris and Prism Prize nominations. Through indie labels Flemish Eye and Sub Pop, Chad has released no less than eight studio albums and alongside Adult Swim, created instrumental scores for several of their shows, featuring on the soundtracks of fan favorites like Rick and Morty. If you caught his rousing live score performance of Charlie Chaplin's The Kid at SIF 2021, you already know you're in for a treat. Here to tell us all about his journey through music and animation is Chad Van Galen. Hey. Hi, Chad. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Today's a good day. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming down. You know, you're our yeah. very first in-person guest. Well, this is amazing, man. Amazing. Everybody yeah. else has been on Zoom, but here you are making the extra effort. Wow. Look no at you go. maskless, too. I felt crazy actually coming in here. I f- it felt like a wild, the world like a wild decision. Yeah. What can yeah. we say? Oh, yeah. So let's kick this off. Tell us how you got into making music because you, you've taken on a lot of art forms. Was this mm-hmm. the very first one you took up? I mean, being in Calgary, it's not really the most conventional job choice. How'd you, how'd you get into this? Um, yeah, I think I was, this is like a story that uh, I've told a few times. But um, yeah, so I was uh, really into comic books as a kid and I lived right behind Phoenix Comics. Um, Shout out to Ben. But he was also my soccer coach when I was in elementary school. Mm -hmm. And um, so I would go there all the time and they just let me hang out. And then uh, they opened up uh, Melodia Records and Wes Hag was working there. And I think I was just getting into music at the time and I was searching for... Smashing Pumpkins, Seven Inches, yes. or Singles. And he was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> the hell are you doing in my store? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking for some Smashing Pumpkins. And I also was like wondering like what, you know? And then, uh, and then he gave me a bunch of play copies of, uh, it was Shellac, um, Sebado, Harmacy, Sonic Youth, Daydream Nation, Sonic Youth, Goo, and um, Brainiac. And the good then, stuff. Well, just like at the time, like I wasn't, I was, I was just gaining access to that. I think through Cobain making it okay to not really know how to play instruments, and so that was like <laughs> right. it was always a mystery to me, music because it was like it seemed like you really had to put a lot of energy in, and they made it seem pretty inaccessible at that moment. You know, yeah, like coming, you always think you got to know all this music theory, and really you just got to jump right in. Yeah, but there wasn't a lot of people representing that in the mainstream. So I wasn't hearing it on AM 106, which was the Mm -hmm. radio station when I was a kid. I wasn't hearing that. I was just hearing like really polished stuff. And then obviously Nirvana changed all that. Um, I think Cobain was really good at giving props to like Daniel Johnston and like Sonic Youth. and, And then that leads into another thing. And then Wes Hag. And he was also booking shows at the time. So yeah, he gave me all those records and then it blew my mind. And then, uh, I saved, I asked my mom for a guitar. I was just like, mom, you got to buy me a lot of guitar. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be so awesome. I think it was like 15 and she was, and I'm pretty manic when it comes to 
projects. So I'll be like, I'm going to be a master carpenter, mom. Like you need to buy me a whole tool <laughs> shop. And she'd be like, no, no. And then it would last for like five minutes. So she mm -hmm. said that with the guitar, I think to her chagrin. And, uh, and then I saved up, I got a job, saved up, got a guitar. And then Wes booked me uh, a show um, opening for Railroad Jerk at uh, the Night Gallery. Yeah. Nice. Uh, here I am. Just a deadbeat, deadbeat <laughs> guy riding his bike around like a child. Um, so you talked about you do some more experimental stuff and you um, performed as Black Mold at SIF for the live score of mm -hmm. Charlie Chaplin. Um, so what makes Black Mold different than just Chad? What's the what's differentiation oh, there? It just gives me an excuse not to like alienate people with maybe something that would be frustrating to a person coming out to hear like maybe folk songs or something like that, more right. traditional. Um, that's it really. I don't really put out much black mold stuff. I use it more as like a performing moniker, I mm -hmm. guess now, but that was so much fun. Like, yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me to do that. I had so much fun doing well, it. We amazing. had so much fun watching. I think for so many people, it was the highlight of the festival. And, you know, we want to ask you, you know, what was the process like? Make your life like where did you start? Like, I yeah, I just picked, I just grabbed a bunch of stuff and put the movie on. I'd never done it before. No one had mm -hmm. ever asked me to really do it. I mean, I'd performed in front of like films before, but it was more like improv uh, music than than uh, perf like having to have a score that I really uh, wanted to land on markers within the film. Mm -hmm. And so once I realized that was important, mm -hmm. yeah, that's where. That's where I got. And it worked sometimes. Honestly, I performed that probably a hundred times alone by myself, yeah. which was like a lot of hours of watching that film. And luckily that film also blew my mind. Mm -hmm. Like that film is an incredible, it's like Charlie Chaplin's the kid. And I'm like, yeah, Charlie Chaplin's the kid. <laughs> but then you watch it and you're like, oh my gosh, all of so much mm -hmm. cinema and like special effects, especially that came out of you know, like car chases, like yeah. jumping off a roof onto a car, like just action sequences still yeah, are the same. Cruise. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, yeah. Like there's just, I don't know, so many cool things to pull out of it. So once I realized how good the film was on its own, you could pretty much put one of those old like fart cassettes over top of it and you'd still be like, yeah, wow, incredible. Which but I knew didn't... I was going to get collapsed in a winter. We did a little bit more than, than a fart soundtrack and it was amazing well you, you could i mean <laughs> they were slowed down on a tape machine so it sounded you know cinematic so speaking of great experience performances you're coming up on 18 years since your first label release oh yeah so you've so, obviously evolved and grown a lot yeah. as an artist since then but i don't think i don't know if i have but. <laughs> Let, let's go back to that beginning so during my research i found out that your first studio release which was 2004 is that infinite heart was recorded in a makeshift studio in your basement of course, this was a much mm. different time before people like Billie Eilish were making Grammy winners in their bedrooms. But yeah. how much do you remember about that process? And how do you think today's access to, you know, all of this technology has changed this like DIY music? Because everybody's doing it now. Everybody. Yeah, I think it's great. It was everything that I dreamed would happen. I mean, I, I feel like that was what put things out of reach for a lot of people. And then you ended up with the 90s, which there were a lot of good records made in the 90s, but those were all made in like really big studios right. and mm -hmm. people were moving away from uh there was this really awkward transition where i was like renting like dat machines and 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 you know odd like tape analog tape was really having this weird 
stage where it was trying to become digital and not really because all of that digital technology was coming out and becoming accessible and everybody knows what happened. But yeah. Um, yeah, that was the dream. I mean, I, the only reason that I still work with those machines is because they, I still think they're slightly faster. Mm. So, if, you know, I just press play record, I power it on, I press the power button, like right <laughs> here, I press power oh, yeah. and then I, like, I just press play and then it just plays. For the benefit of the I don't, radio, I don't Chad have... has brought a cassette player, it seems. Yeah. This is on me, I'll, I'll, this is on me 24-7. It's just with a, with a shoelace. This yeah. is on me 24-7. <laughs> um, just to cap, because, uh, yeah, you never know when it's going to happen. And I feel like that's the problem with the iPhone is you have to swipe it on, put in your password, go into the app, turn the app, and then it's gone. Mm -hmm. You know, you know I, what I mean? Like I, I could just, I'm, I'm, I'm recording you right now. Exactly. <laughs> I guess I, I'm, I'm in a panic. I press play record. And that's uh, and then it's captured. It's actually a really good point. I write a bit of music myself, and I'm always like, if I'm fiddling around the guitar and I come up with someone, I have, I have something I have to keep repeating it to myself so that by the time I open my voice notes, I don't forget what it is. But just put one of these. Bad so boys I just right like here. leave just, my my storage is yeah. completely destroyed because I just leave my phone on for like 25 minutes. I don't want to miss anything. <laughs> yeah. But back to the question, I think it's great. I think people having access to that is. Uh, it's weird because it makes everything less special, but I think we commodified it a hundred years ago with right. like with LPs and just the the design of the whole industry is based around selling this object, and that's not that that's not that much time to have done that. So yeah. it was going to reach this sort of critical mass at some point, or this sort of like spilling over point, which is then access for everybody can be in a band. Everybody can make themselves sound you know somewhat professional now or passable like that's what i love about Bandcamp. like we were talking about that later it's just like there's so much amazing stuff now um and everybody is incredible it's not it's not a mystery it's not some sort of you know billy eilish wouldn't have been billy eilish maybe she would have been working at like arby's or something like right. that like mm -hmm. 20 years ago or or it was just it was happenstance for me and now it's like everybody ha has access like the more of the better you know yeah i also heard that you make instruments i do i do make instruments i try and make instruments well, so i wanted to ask what's been your favorite instrument to make and what did you make it with or how did you make it? um my favorite instrument to make uh is uh it's called a lithophone it's just stones that you find Mm -hmm. on the on the ground and um there's so wherever i travel i kind of kick rocks around until i hear one that's musical and then i find <laughs> it or else i send my daughters my daughters are really into it too so we just kick rocks and then we're just like what and then you pick one up it's like clonk 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 and then we measure it against the other rocks we have and sometimes it's clonk 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 on one and Clonk, 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 and then you get a double, and then you throw out the double. But then you're like, <laughs> that double looks nicer. Which one looks nicer? And now I have like a 200 stone xylophone that I'm pretty proud of because I also, I don't know, I feel lucky when I build something that's not gonna harm anything. Like when I'm done with it, mm -hmm. I just like dump the rocks into the river right. or pu or put them around my gravestone, <laughs> and uh, and then they're just rocks again. It's not like I have to worry about. Uh, the materials causing any sort of 
impact other than mm -hmm. just the vibration of yeah and it's cool to think that the, how long this rock's been sitting around not being played and now and now it's like vibrating <laughs> into the universe for its true purpose clonking. yeah it yeah. is and it's like happening upon the rock the searching for the rock and uh yeah just being having that connection too is sort of that's what it's about i, I get a like a ton of, i'm really proud of it it's not really anything that i've built more than just sort of assembled but i have built mm -hmm. like other things like harps and stuff like that but we it's love like, a bit of ecological rock music yeah it's, and it's rock, <laughs> rock music, music yeah. <laughs> tone match <laughs> that was pretty good yeah. we were doing good there um so jumping back to now okay so you recently released your eighth studio album world's most stressed out gardener um so you just talked about you know you you did the album art and you also animated yeah um the videos oh and what I want to know is, is how do those two things influence each other? Like, how does your music influence the animation? How does the animation influence the music? Like, how do those two things play together? Yeah, well, for, for Samurai Sword, for the people that haven't seen it, it's just this quest of this, like, uh, elf girl, Twyba. And she's, uh, she goes and she borrows a Samurai Sword from this thrift store. Yeah, I, so I'd written that song to go along with the animation specifically. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of, and then I, f I called Tony. The album was already being at the, at the plant to be pressed. And I do this constantly to him where I phone him <laughs> and I'm like, you gotta, you gotta stop. I got another song to put stop on. And he's press. like, no, 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 no. And he's like, I'm like, where is it in the stage of whatever the stages are? And he's like, it's done. It's over. Like, just, just forget about it. And then they snuck it on. And then I regretted it in a wild way in my mind because then I listened back to it and it sounded, it's like a kid's song. It just doesn't make much sense without the animation. Yeah. And then I hadn't made the animation, but I had made the mistake of making the animation in my mind. <laughs> right. And so I was already over it. I was just like, yeah, I don't know if I'm ever going to make this animation because <laughs> it you... might be stupid. You know? No, you had to. And then I had, and then I was forced <laughs> right. to make it because it was, and then Tony's like, no, it's on the album. And then so it forced me to make the animation and I was actually became like, I was really freaking out about the backgrounds because I couldn't do, uh, I can't do watercolors very well. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that I had all these paintings of my dad's around of his landscape paintings where he does like these crazy cloud washes. And I was like, I'm just going to steal my dad's paintings because he's not going <laughs> to like, he's not going to bug me about it. Right. Yeah. So I just put those in and then it ended up being this like emotional journey where I was actually getting to spend time with him in this weird way. But, you know, Samurai Sword ended up being the lead single off yeah. the album. So I'm glad that we, you know, you convinced Tony to, <laughs> to get yeah. it in there. And, yeah. you know, it all worked. It all worked out for the best. And that's a great yeah. music video. And um, we're glad the animation exists outside of your head. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. So um, we, let's talk about let's talk about the animated uh, music video. So you've animated music videos for artists like All Them Witches, Black Mountains and Corridor. On top of animating your own music videos... So um, in 2015, you took it up a launch. You released an animated sort of short, what we call it, called Tarbaz, which played mm -hmm. at Giraffe Fest. What made you want to turn to filmmaking and how is it different from making a music video? Is there one that's like you enjoy making more than the other? Oh, yeah, I kind of... And then, yeah, so I get overly enthusiastic about things and I really wanted to do a score like for a sci-fi film and nobody was asking me. <laughs> um, so yeah, if anybody needs a sci their sci-fi scored, um, I'm I'm your I'm your person. Call me up. Uh, yeah, so I, I I was like I'm just gonna make a an animated film, and I literally thought I could make an hour and a half long film, 
in in like a year and a half <laughs> and uh it drove me crazy because at the end of the day if you do an animated film you don't really want to cut much stuff mm -hmm. right because if you're filming something in live action you can just you can trim that and not care about it and it's you're shooting bulk stuff anyways but with animation it's like okay this scene's gonna take us like a month yeah. There's no way I'm going to cut that scene, even if right. it's like a horrible scene. It makes no sense. Like, <laughs> you know, that creature took me forever. So, you know, we mentioned that you made um, some great music videos for all them, which is Black Mountain Sunra Orchestra. Yeah, Love that. That, was, that, that, that must have been a It was a really trip. stressful. They gave me no time on that. <laughs> They're like, we need it in like six weeks. And uh, for me, it was like the greatest honor, one of the greatest honors, period. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't end up releasing it for like a year. And I <laughs> yeah. was like, I could have had a year to work on this. Are you <laughs> kidding me? You know, you want to score sci-fi and, you know, Sunrise. Yeah. I feel like that's, I know. A, that's pretty close, you know. <laughs> well, and also that song was like when they came to me, they're like, yeah, so the song's 14 minutes. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's going to take me like, I don't think I could do that. It'd take me like two years to mm -hmm. to to do like 14 minutes of, of a Sun Ra video. But then they needed it in six weeks. So I said, okay, I can do like four minutes. <laughs> so, mm. um, But who, if you had to pick one, who would be your dream artist to make a music video for? Oh, my dream artist to make mm -hmm. a music video for? Um, Giannis Zanakis. Probably Zanakis would be amazing. His like charcoal experiments where he just like records uh, extreme temperatures, um, exploding materials. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll say Zanakis because I can't. My brain is damaged, <laughs> severely <laughs> that's damaged. A, that's a great It's a perfect answer. Perfectly adequate Okay, choice. okay. Now it's time for the question chat. Okay. Oh, here we go. Here is the big <laughs> the question game that, show show. that every, every guest must answer. Okay. What is your most embarrassing? Oh, okay. So, so embarrassing festival story. Um, yeah. So I got asked to go to the animation festival in Stuttgart and uh, it was, it was incredible. Uh, I got treated so nicely and I got to meet animators that I've uh, uh, loved and um, yeah, like Prit Parn was there which was pretty magical. But then they asked me to do a, a thing where they showed a retrospective and I just ran, I just ran away. I just left. <laughs> I, I, I was supposed to do a talk at the end and I just was so embarrassed um, <laughs> at the time in order to get up and talk about it with enough confidence. I think I need like a few more years. Right. <laughs> so I just ran away. I ran away and, uh, just went on a walk as far as I could. And it's a beautiful town. So oh, literally ran away. Like literally. Oh yeah. Left. Like I literally got up in the middle <laughs> of the retrospective and walked out of the theater and they were like, what? Like the next day they're like, what happened? Like, where did you go? And I was like, I freaked out. I just, went, I just went on a walk and I went to like a beautiful pond and <laughs> fed some ducks and weird like German aquatic birds, some wa German waterfowl. German and, waterfowl. uh, and yeah. Well, now that so now that we know that if we ever show any of your work at SIF, do we have to lock all the doors? <laughs> we have to have someone. Tranquilize have to have, me. Someone has to have eyes on Chad all yeah. the time. 
<laughs> because now we know that he's a he's a runner. Yeah, that's what we have to just. I'm a runner. Let's security know he's a runner. <laughs> have eyes on Chad. Like shackled, yeah. shackled to the chair. Well, don't yeah. run away just yet because okay. we do actually have some games to play with okay, you. Okay, I'm yeah. excited. Let's games. do it. Okay, we are playing out of the box. So in this game, we select five of the top highest grossing movies worldwide from any given year. And our lovely guests have to pick out the top three in order. So we did 2004. Yes. The release, the year you released your first album. Okay. Some little tie-ins there. So we're going to give you five um, of some of the highest grossing films of that year. And you have to tell us what the top three are. Okay, so here are the films. National Treasure. Shrek 2. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Spider-Man 2, big year for, for sequels, yep. and Ocean's 12. So top three. Yes. Okay. National Treasure. Do I have to go in order? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. We want to Number hear. one would be Harry Potter, okay. Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes. Uh Am I getting them right when you say yes? Are you well, going no, to well, okay, I'm agreeing that that is the title. I'm a big <laughs> okay. Harry Potter fan, so I'm Harry, making sure you Harry get it Potter. Right. Uh, National Treasure would be number two. And number three would be Spider-Man 2. How do you do, Gabby? Oh, oh God. Oh. Spider-Man 2 was number three. It was, okay. Yes, okay. Harry Potter was a number Harry, one? Harry Potter was number two. Let me read you the options again, and then maybe you can tell me which one you think is number one, because I think it's really funny. Oh, no. National Treasure. Oh, Sh Shrek 2? It was Shrek, Shrek 2. Shrek 2? Was oh, that number one highest God. grossing film of 2004? Ooh. God's favorite movie. The oh. best movie of all time. <laughs> God's favorite, God's favorite I actually movie. just recently watched Shrek 2 in theaters. Is it good? It's so good. It's is it good? Okay, all right. I have, can, have you not I can... seen Shrek 2? Have you not seen the whole Shrek I don't, franchise? I, don't, I probably have, just because I have kids, but... And I'm a Mike Myers fan, so yeah. I understand. I understand why. I understand why. All right. Well, that's one out of three. Okay. I know. Well, we got a couple I, more games. I was talking big talk, yeah. and now look at me. Well, now's your chance to redeem yourself okay. with our second game, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so in this game, which is a brand new game called Blah Blah Blah, we'll play clips from famous acceptance speeches throughout entertainment history, and it's your job to guess who the speech giver is. Okay. Okay, so we're going to give you three speeches. <laughs> okay. Ready? It's our first time doing it, so if it sucks, nobody get mad at us, okay? <laughs> we're going to start with an easy one. This is, this is a soft landing. And I've wanted more than anything to have your respect. The first time I didn't feel it. But this time I feel it, and I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. No idea. Oh, Chad, no that's idea. That's one of the most iconic Oscar acceptance speeches of oh, all time. Oh, God. I'm, I'm not good with like celebrity stuff. I know it. I, um, I, can I take a guess? Yes. Can I yes. take a wild guess? Um, Jane Goodall. <laughs> <laughs> for all for her multiple Oscar for her multiple Oscar <laughs> award uh, is, it, is it Jane Goodall Gabby it's not Jane Who Goodall it? unfortunately it is Sally Field oh. you, know, you like me you really like me oh I don't I, I'm I'm not like a I'm sorry <laughs> It's okay. Sorry. The That's other okay. two are some I pretty think big names. We, we think you'll, so. What year was that? 
Oh God knows! Don't I stop? Come on, we'll do now. now like, it's tell me what year. It's iconic, but what, I don't what, know the year. It's iconic, but you don't well, know like the year. Ten years before I was born. Okay, I don't know. well, <laughs> oh. so yeah, Gabby so was born funny. in 1999. We need to remember. This is this is what true. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I know. Okay. Here's the second one. This one will be a little easier. To my father, who I know he's up Matthew there. Matthew right McConaughey. Now. Oh my God. Combo. He's got a lemon meringue pie over there. He's probably in his Pot underwear. Lemon meringue pie, classic, Dance. classic speech, man. Every, you know how, how many lemon meringue pies got bought that day? <laughs> they were all gone. Okay, you're you right. Got it. That well was done. Matthew McConaughey. Very yes. good. All right, here's the third one. Go. I, when they called my name, I had this feeling I could hear half of America going, oh, no. Tom Cruise Maverick. Oh my God. <laughs> Tom Cruise Maverick. <laughs> let's play that one more time. Okay. Gonna, let's play it one more time. Let's play it one more time and try to listen to what she's saying because her voice isn't just the clue here. Okay. She says something very telling. Okay. I, when they called my name, I had this feeling I could hear half of America going, oh no. Oh, come on, why? Her. Again. You know? It sounds like uh, Glenn Close. No. You're very Glenn Close. You are Glenn Close. This is at the Oscars. Okay. Her again. I know. I know. Who would it be again? It's winning uh, Oscars. Who's, who's which winning Oscars? Glenn Close has never won her Oscar, what? which is a travesty. Oh, no. Of, See, well, yeah, that's why. Who cares, man? Like, okay. Uh, did nobody see 101 was, Dalmatians? Hello? It was Meryl Streep. Oh, man. Meryl Streep. You know what? I meant Meryl, Meryl Streep. Streep. <laughs> I meant Meryl Streep, okay? If you're listening, Meryl, you know, he, he knew. I knew, he knew it was you, Meryl. He knew. He just couldn't place the name. Plus, you need to be humbled. You have like 45 Oscars, okay? One person can be confused about who you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was our first turn at blah, blah, blah. I don't think we did half oh, bad. Everybody man. clap for Chad. Oh, don't clap for me. Don't clap. That was, that was miserable. It is a pity clap. I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> I need to go home and watch 400 movies. <laughs> well, we have one more game. Okay. This is our favorite game. It's called One Star Reviews. So in one-star reviews, we'll be reading out bad reviews, usually from Letterboxd, uh, given to movies that have come out in the last few months. We'll read them, and then you have to guess what movie okay. you're referring to. This is how I feel when I go on the batting cage, you know? I feel like <laughs> I'm going to knock them all out of the park, and then I just, just it's get like knocked nothing. in the head. Yeah. Missing and missing. Just suck. I just get beamed. <laughs> all right. So here's the first one. I can't believe I'm crying at this stupid airplane movie. That's Maverick. Yeah. It's it 100% Maverick. That is Top Gun. Woo woo. You got it. You got it. Redemption. There we go. Coming back. Knocking him out. Yeah. All right. Here's the next one. Would have been five stars if Jude Law and Mads Mikkelsen had kissed. What? <laughs> this will be a hard one considering how confused you were about Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, no. That's a Jude hint, Law by the way. Jude Law and Mads. It is? Yes. It's, is it a Harry Potter? You just gave it away. It was a Harry it's, Potter. It's a Harry Potter universe, but that's not what the movie. Oh, oh, it's um, and it's got to be like the the beasts, the what, the Fantastic Beasts Part Two. It's part one. Point five points. Point Fantastic Beasts: The Secret of Dumbledore. Oh, is it? Is this the new? Oh, these are all. New, these yes. are all fresh out of the gate. Okay, yes. wow. 
Okay. But you know, yeah, half a point. Be half a point. It'd be scary back. to kiss mats, man. I don't even know how to deal with that. <laughs> but you know, if you like being scared, great. Yeah. Great opportunity. And if you anyone's know, gonna kiss Mads Mikkelsen and not be scared about it, it's gonna be too long. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, all right. Now for the final. More one. than Mads. <laughs> I think he's hotter than Mads. Well, I don't know. Uh, he doesn't Sorry, have much Mads. edge. He we'll have, have you on the podcast edge. anytime. But. <laughs> all right. Are you ready for the last one? Okay. All right. The Lion King, but with Vikings. Oh, oh man. Ian's going to hate me if he ever <laughs> listens to this. Uh, yeah, that new Viking movie that's out that uh, is like The Lion King, but with Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> it's called... Uh, forevermore. <laughs> it's called so so close. Okay. It's not it's not the South Woman, but it is the North Man. Oh, the, the North, North Man. Yes. Okay, yeah, that's no, I wouldn't never got that. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. In fairness, you've been very consistent because that's like one out of three on every single one. Yeah, so that's good. Exactly right. Oh wait, no, we count your half point. So this one was actually one point five. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. It's like uh, yeah. It's like album reviews. I'm never going to crack eight, but I'll always, I'll always kick around like 70%, somewhere around there. You know, you know? that's where you want to be. Yeah. Consistent. Well, you know what? Thank you for playing these wonderful games with us and doing Thanks for having me. your best. Everybody clap and check. <laughs> yes. Big clap. Well deserved. <laughs> you can listen to Chad's music on Bandcamp and you can catch him on tour from August 2nd. He'll also be playing Sled Island in June and Edmonton on September 22nd. Okay, that's a wrap. 